Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast, which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me on the podcast is a special guest, my man, my brother, Mr. Brian Hawkins. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's up, bro? I'm doing good, man. Good, good, good. Great. You? I'm doing pretty good. All, all right. things I'm doing real good. All right, all right. As always, let's like start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Brian, are you ready? And you've done this multiple times before, so you should be ready. I have, but, uh, man, let's go. All right. Question number one. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be an interesting one, because I've never asked this one to anybody. What's your favorite phase four thing from Marvel so far? Oh, phase four. Um, You know what? I'm going to have to say, see, I don't don't even know what, what counts at phase four anymore. All right, let me let me let me look up phase four to make sure I'm. On yeah, the right yeah, 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 yeah. I wanna. Okay, let me look it up. Well, because Spider Man's in phase four, isn't he? In Strange is in phase four. Thor is in phase four. Thor four. Okay, phase four started with WandaVision. Okay, I was, I was correct, and it ends with um Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So it ends in a couple months. So my favorite. In phase four is Loki then because Loki okay. came the one division. Loki's my favorite. Okay, that's a, that's a really good choice. Loki thank you, was, thank you. Kang, was, Kang showed up. That was dope. That was really oh. dope. I like that. Build the whole build the whole thing around him. I'm fine with that. Now, that, now that I think about it, that, might have been the biggest phase four moment. I think it was, and it wasn't even in the film. You know, it was it was on Disney Plus. But yeah, yeah I yeah, think but, that's kind of why everybody's kind of mad because. The biggest phase for a moment happened on the TV show. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like the movies have been kind of like one-offs where the shows have kind of built built the kind of storyline. And but you know, I think the shows are kind of doing what the shows and the films are kind of doing what the comics do, where yes. it's such a big universe that things are kind of interconnected now anyway. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm pretty sure they're all going to come to a point because of the Kang Dynasty and, and Oh, uh, Secret Invasion? With oh, yeah, that's going to be great. Oh, with Samuel, Samuel, that's going to be dope. That's going to be really good. I can't I'm wait for that. I'm all in on that joint. I'm all yeah. in. I am too. That's dope. Oh, yes. All right. Question number two. Mm-hmm. I heard this on a podcast. Uh-oh. So I should ask you the same question. Who would win in a fight? The Burger King or Ronald McDonald? Burger King, man. Burger King. Look, I'm not giving Ronald McDonald any fights, yo. <laughs> I don't think he can throw down, yo. I just don't think he can, yo. Because he believes in magic. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I don't know, you know. Ronald just, he just kind of comes off a little soft for me. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. He come off a little soft. The Burger King kind of comes off a little creepy, so. Yeah, he come off, you know. <laughs> He got the width, and and he come off creepy for sure. Yes. He might cut you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Question number three. All right. If you could play any sport and be exceptional at it, which sport would you pick? Oh, I mean – Basketball. I mean, I love basketball. Like, and and I feel like I'm decent. But if I could be exceptional, like, like when I say exceptional, I mean like in, in case of basketball, like NBA ready exceptional. Oh yeah, I would definitely go like basketball. I would love to be killer in basketball. 
Yeah. I mean, I'll cross someone up, man. I'll J somebody now. Like, like right now. I'll J someone. <laughs> there you go. So now but, anybody out there, if you find if you see Brian Hawkins in the street, you better have a basketball hand. <laughs> and that's what, hey, hey, Travis Hill, where you at? I know you ball. Where you at? <laughs> Calling you out now. I'm gonna see you one day. We're gonna ball up. Yeah. Damian Becton, I know you ball. I'm, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I, I am watching basketball now. I can't. No. <laughs> my knees have told me no stop it cut it out <laughs> oh man i still have basketball dreams man i'd be outside on the court shooting around you know and i still got basketball dreams i wasn't a good shooter oh. but at one point i could lay up i could dunk and i could play <laughs> defense really well okay and the now, now it's like no I can't do that. Uh, well, you're one up on me because I could never dunk. And I'm six foot and I could never dunk. Like, like, like AI can dunk and he's like my height. I just cannot do it, man. I couldn't get the ball over, man. Now, I wasn't like doing like Jordan's dunks and stuff like that. It wasn't like the prettiest <laughs> of dunks, but in my prime when I was playing, I could I could dunk it. If I had I enough space to get up there, I'd tell you. I'm 5'10". 5'10"? See, that's what I'm talking about. I'm six foot and you 5'10". I should I should have been biking that joint. Man, I didn't yeah. work on my calves enough. I did not work on my calves enough. Like I said, this was this was prime Delvin. This was like early prime. 20s, early to mid-20s. I feel yeah. you. I, I, I don't go for them days for me. Yeah. I feel nah. you. Nah, now, trash. <laughs> I'm, not I'm not even going to try. Not even going to try to go up see, there and dunk. See, see, I can't be trash because, like, my son, he's really into basketball right now. And so, like, it kind of also, like, rejuvenated me, too. So, I'm like, yo, man, I can't be trash when he out here trying to ball. I got to give him buckets until he can really beat me. So, I'm out here, just, just you know, I'm jaying him, and, and you know. But unfortunately, in a couple of years, he's going to get me in a couple of years. Unfortunately, my son isn't into sports at all. He's into computers and all that stuff. He's into the smart people stuff. So, I have no one hey, to play basketball. With they're me. esports. Esports are a real thing, bro. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I'm there for it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I'm there. That is true. I, I, try, I tried to show him how to play basketball. That was the hardest 12 <laughs> minutes of my life. Like, what are you? Now, I will say this. He can play a little football. Okay. I showed him how to play football. He knows I play a little bit of football. So he's decent in that. All right. All right. Cool. Basketball was like, <laughs> like, nah. Well, I guess this ain't cut out for you. <laughs> nah. Like, nah. My, like, my dad is like, like a non sports guy completely. Like, like he does not play any sports at all. And I remember when I got into basketball and like just watching him, <laughs> I'm like, nah. <laughs> like, I know nah, that's okay. I'll I just keep watching the NBA. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just keep watching Shaq and them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Question number four. Let's do it. If you could reboot any black sitcom. And make it your own. Which one are you doing? I know you would like this question. Lawrence, if I could somehow, but see, it would be hard because it's so it's so built on Martin, but I would reboot Martin, man. Would you bring back Martin or would you do it like um, the Fresh Prince and have somebody else play Martin's character and stuff like that? Ooh, that's a good one. See, I feel like, I feel like for Martin, you had to have Martin. And uh, so what I would do is I would bring back Martin, but Martin would have a son, MJ, okay. MJ Martin Jr. 
Okay, and, I like that. Yeah, and so and but but him and Gina didn't end up together. Ah. Yeah, him and Gina didn't end up together, but Gina is still like, like, like in the world, but like Martin has like um maybe either they're they're will they be married? I don't know. Maybe they're married or divorced. I don't know, but there's like two see, I always felt like they missed the opportunity with Lark Bruhees. And when Lark Bruhe was on there and she was like yes. really into Martin, they missed the opportunity to break him and Gina up. They needed to break them up. That would have been the move to making her storytelling. So that's what I would do. You know what? Considering how the show ended. Exactly. Exactly. Because of the turmoil. They should have they should have killed off Gina yeah. and brought Lark Bruhe's back. And the show would have survived. Yeah. Sorry, Tisha Campbell. I like you and all. Yo, my wife and kids, she was my junk on that joint. But look, I but I'm telling you, Lark Bruhe's and Martin. With a with with a killed all because see she went on a plane trip and she missed a bunch of shows because they said Gina was on a trip. I would just had a plane a, a plane crash. Yeah, and Martin can... just was like oh hysterical, and then he moved on to La Breeze. Yeah, that was a whole thing because um apparently Martin actually started liking her and it became mm-hmm. an issue and yeah it became a problem. Yeah. But they, but see now, you know, they all older and they squashed it now. See, and you know, they're doing the reunion stuff now. I'm just like, y'all should have squashed that back then. Yeah, figured it out, man. Make y'all money, man. Did you black, black sitcoms are not are, are not like dime a dozen here? I mean, yeah, they're they not popping off like that. Did you um? I don't know. I don't know if you watched the Breakfast Club or a lot of anything like that. Did you? I have seen it. The, the, the different world interview. Ooh. They oh no! Oh, when you said Breakfast Club, I went to the movie. Oh no, 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 not the movie. The, <laughs> no, the, the, no, no, no. The, um, the radio show. They had no, a, no, 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 They no. interviewed um Kadeem Hardison and um, what's her name? Whitley. Um, can't remember her name. Whitley, right? Whitley. Yeah, can't remember her name right now. I just Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert. First name Gilbert. Yes. No, last name Gilbert. No, Willie Gilbert. What was her name? Oh my goodness, I, I cannot can't remember her name now. I That's horrible. Mine I have too. to look this up, but I I asked that because in an interview she was talking about how Jasmine Guy. That yes, was. how did I forget Jasmine Guy? It should be I I should be ashamed yes. of myself. They were talking about how I was in love with Jasmine Guy. Yeah, she was gorgeous. Oh my god, she was because I think they're doing a, like they're doing like a reunion of the, of the a different world and stuff like that. Oh, nice. But she was talking about how. After Cosby Show ended, they changed the Different World's time slot to the same time as Martin, and that essentially killed the show. And she would, because um, Charlemagne, who sometimes asks great oh. questions, he <laughs> asked the question of how, I, why? Because this is, I think this is very true. Yeah, people, we're on a tangent now. It don't matter. I think this is very true that. There was a time in the 90s where we had a whole bunch of black sitcoms that were really good. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, they just started dying off. Like mm-hmm. you had Rock, you had Living Single, you had A Different World, you had The Cosby Show. All mm-hmm. like similar around the same time. If you, if you want to yeah. go even further back, you had A Living Color. You had a whole bunch of stuff. Did, Homeboy, even, even the bad ones, Homeboys in Outer Space. You had a whole bunch of stuff constantly mm-hmm. coming out. Moesha. The Wayne Brothers. Wayne's Brothers, Fresh Prince. And it... And it at some point in time, all that died out. It did. And yeah, we kind of get stuff here and there now. 
Yeah. But it's not like it was back then. The biggest one now is Blackish. And and yeah. yo, I'm a Blackish fan. I love Blackish. I, I think that the writing, I think the whole thing about it is brilliant. I think Grownish is, is is I've only watched a little bit of that, but my daughter, he's way she, oh my daughter, my, my oldest daughter, she loves Blackish. She loves Grownish. She's all the all the way in. And I'm like, that stuff I I encourage her to watch because you know there's there's some some consciousness to it. You know, and that's what a lot of our sitcoms back in the day, 90s, you know, late, like, like 80s, mid 80s, not like it had, it was humor, but it also had some consciousness to it. It has some, some, some uh, societal relevance. And, yes. you know, we, we get that rarely now, you know, it's, it's in there, but you got to find it sometimes. And I don't know, man. Yeah. And she yeah. was saying that. Back then, they kind of put all the black talk, the black shows against each other mm-hmm. for ratings, and it kind of ended up killing one of them off. And it's kind of that's how it kind of ended up. That's how it is. It's like, it's like what we can't have too many of them being successful here. Wait a second. Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. It's a whole bunch of them. We just need one or two. Yeah. That's kind of crazy to think that we had so many. We almost took it for granted. Like we we had yeah. like hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh like, yes! Like everybody had a show, everybody. the Robert Townsend show. Like it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. And we You're don't really right. get that now. Nope. You know what show I watch now that I love? It's on Netflix, and I don't know if you peeped it out, but The Upshaws. Oh, I gotta check that with, out with Mike Epps. That show is dope, yo. It is. I need to check that out. Dope. I mean, Mike Epps, Wanda Sykes, uh, with Kim Fields. That show is just dope. In Netflix, so you know they're able to curse. Like they are like, oh man, that's yeah. Some somebody told Great me the other day that um, this is a hip hop thing that they put Yo MTV raps on Paramount Plus, like a whole bunch of the episodes of Yo MTV raps, and I think they said Rap City's on there now too. I'm mad to check that out. Are you are you kidding me? Yeah, with the videos and everything. Oh wow! So you can go back and watch all the videos <laughs> and stuff from Rap City and Yo, Yo MTV raps from that time. Oh, and I think wow. that's dope. That is, that is wow. Woo! I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I, I do yeah. too. All right, question number five. Do it. Give me your top five black creators. Top five black creators. Rodney Bond. And when now are you talking about like comics or are you talking about like overall? Overall, anything. Anything you want to do. You could do one comic, you could do one movie, you could do whatever. <sighs> and yes, I think Rodney Bond should be in there. Jordan Peele. Jordan okay. Peele. Yes. You saw Nope? Oh, yes. I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed Nope too. It's the thing about his movies is that I don't find them like 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 grossly scary. But they had their jumping moments, but they they're like in they're psychologically scary. Like, yes. oh wait a second. I love that. I love that. Uh, that was the first horror movie I took my son to see. Oh, really? He liked it a lot. He did. Cool, cool, cool. I want to take my son, but he was like, no, nah, I'm gonna let you see that first. I said, okay. okay. <laughs> um, all right, so Jordan Peele, Rodney Barnes, and this isn't in any kind of order. I'm just gonna name them. Um uh, hmm. 
You know who else I'm gonna throw in there? I'm throwing Carrie Randolph, the the artist on Excellence. Excellence is my jam. Okay. Like he does not get enough credit, but oh my god. Um, that's three. All right. Who else? Who else? Who else? Wait a minute. Creators, not actors. Creators. Yeah, just creators. Unless. Every Devonay. Oh, of course. And Shonda Rhine. Shonda Rhine. There you go. Yeah. Though that's. A good oh one. my god. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, right there, right there. Solid Gotta listen. put Shonda Rhimes in there, man. Oh my Definitely. goodness. Definitely. I, I love agree. I love me some Shonda Rhimes. Man, that's a good list. That's yeah, yeah, that's a strong list right there. So Brian, man, what's going on with you, man? You're doing a lot of stuff. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna have to co-sign that and say I'm 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 doing a lot of stuff, yeah. Yeah, let, <laughs> let, yeah let, 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 let everybody in on a little bit of some of the things you're doing. I know you're working on Black Cotton, which was dope. I appreciate that, yeah, yeah. Me and Patrick, Marco Perigini, and with Volume 2 coming, we have, it's in color, in living color, so we have a colorist, um, Black dope. Cotton Volume 2, which we're calling... Uh, white on white crime and the plight of gentrification. Uh, oh, so yeah, oh, you, you finna piss off some people again then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can take it how it is, yo. They can take it how it is. I like that. <laughs> I like it. Um, so yeah, we got we're going to be doing a Kickstarter for that. Um, October twenty fourth. We're here's what we're doing. We are doing the first um volume. The first volume will be in a new trade paperback form. Um, and you're, you're actually going to be the first to hear this. And it's going to have our first spinoff series in it. And it's going to oh, be okay. first spinoff series. But in addition to that, it's also, um, it's, it's going to be uh, volume two, issue one, a special Kickstarter edition. We will have metal covers, full covers, like a lot of collector stuff. Okay, and cool. there, we're going to be um, releasing the rest of them one through four um through scout and stores so we're just really going the indie approach as a way to uh jump start this what we like to call like the new era of the bcu the black cotton universe so i like it i like it a lot Thank i like you. that i'm seeing from where you were at before to where you're at now this universe growing i think that's really dope and really cool to see Great. I'm excited for it. Here. I gotta awesome. make sure I hop in on that Kickstarter. I appreciate some cool stuff because I, I I like my stuff and also I found really quickly that finding black cotton in stores was not easy. <laughs> it was not every not at all. It was, it was not easy. You know what the funny thing was? Like there was no uh release dates that happened on time. And you know, it wasn't, you know, from just the printer to whatever, you know, the the whole protocol of the, I don't know how it works. You know, we always end up having like a week or two delay. Um, was that during the pandemic? That was during, like, so the interesting thing is that Patrick and I, we working in, with the artists that we created this during the pandemic. And so we were releasing um, like at the beginning of 2021. So we worked on it through 2020 and, uh, um then we released 2021 and so that was right where you know you began to you know the vaccine came out and so forth and so on yes so we were on that slope of like uh like you know do you take the vaccine do you 
do not take the vaccine. And everyone else was still like up and on about everything. So, um, you know, it was just a lot going on. I, I asked, I, I remember it was being, it being difficult to find the books. Yeah. And like comic book shops kept running out of stuff. Yeah. Around that time. And yeah. I had to order a couple off a of scout. Yeah. 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 And I, and I hate ordering books off of comic book sites. <laughs> I understand. I, I understand. I'm one of the guys who like to go in a comic book shop and just yeah. grab my books off the rack. Of course. Yeah. yeah I think I want to say ordering off a of scout just made me start saying screw it. I'm just going to have to just start ordering books off of comic book sites because it's like, ugh. Like a direct, yeah, like when the whole pandemic was happening, like, you know, I, for, for for several months, you know, I would do like a mail order from my comic book shop, you know, and, and it would come to me. It was real cool. Um, and I really got accustomed to like not having to go out, you know, I could just get everything to me. Um, and then everything kind of shifted, and, you know, we, we slowly began to come out of the cave and we were like looking around like, oh, okay, wait a second, I might be able to do this again. And you have to readjust, so. Yeah, I agree. My yeah. comic book shop closed down because of the, like, oh. it's gone because of the pandemic. After the pandemic, yeah. it, it, didn't, it was one of the places that didn't survive. Oh, so it's like, that, man. it's like, to get to a comic book shop now, I would have to go 45 minutes to an hour out. Wow. Just like, ugh. So yeah. I, only, I only go on special occasions now to come book shop. Like once, yeah. Maybe once a month. I can understand that. Yeah. But, so, but I still order them online. Like, I just have to order them. Okay. And that's the thing that has happened. You know, our world has just become, while it's so vast and big, it's, it's become smaller to where, you know, you can get things at your door now, you know, and, and you can have conversations like these with, people all over the place now and and everyone feels closer while not actually being as close so it's cool yeah i love it i, I love that yeah kind of podcasting has kind of mm-hmm. expanded because of yeah the pandemic and everything that's going on now so yeah yep. i think it's dope yeah you know it, with 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 growth you know there comes fire and tribulation you know being refined by fire the crucible and all that stuff so here we are. There's good and bad to everything. I agree. So let me ask you this, because you're working on a whole bunch of comics right now. I am. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the Vineyard, because I don't think I've read that one yet. Okay, okay, okay. So um, the Vineyard is about, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a mythological horror series. Uh, we're calling a mythological Dionysian horror series that's about the family, <laughs> um, the Vines. Okay. And the vines are indebted and in service to the god of wine, Dionysus. Okay. Um, and they have to make four sacrificial killings per year in order for their vineyard, their winery, and their lives to be blessed. So the story picks up where the patriarch of the family, Didache Vines, um, he's been in an accident. And so he's unable to... You know, he's been the one carrying out the sacrificial killings um, and he's now unable to do it. And so the story starts where the matriarch, Maranatha, she is now trying to carry out the, in this new year, this, which, you know, is at the end of the year now and no one's made any killings. So she's having to attempt to make this first kill. And so the story kind of just goes from there where she's trying to do what she hasn't 
always had to do. And that kind of brings, you know, like the son and the strange daughter into the mix. And you get this whole family dynamic that's built around uh, religious extremism and, and the business of wine. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. So how did you come up with this concept? The yeah, that's a good cover. Hey, hey Sammy Cavella and uh, Jason Wordy, they, they've just been so brilliant on this comic. Sammy is uh, the, the, in, in, the, the main artist, the interior artist, um, and Jason Wordy is the color artist. And they've just, like, they're a tandem. It's, it's just brilliant what they do. So, And that's not to exclude Taylor Osposito, who's on the letters. Like, some of the things he's done with the lettering on this is that, like, Chef's Kiss is so beautiful. So shout out to them for just creating, you know, just bring just bringing this story to life. Um, so the vineyard really came from, um, I like wine. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the thing about it is I'm, I'm a wine drinker. I'm a bourbon drinker. Um, you know, like, I had, I had my vices. And, and, and I lean into, I like my vices. I balance everything out, but I like my vices. So I was like, I, I wanted to do a, a, a comic that revolved around wine. Cause I'm just like the ambiance, the visuals, you know, that just the, the atmosphere that wine brings, I feel like it's perfect for what a comic would be. Okay. And, and my next thought was like, oh, well, I mean, well, you have to have the God of wine. I mean, if you're dealing with wine, you have the God of wine. I'm thinking like, you know, there's not a whole lot of stories that focus on Dionysus. And I knew that I wanted it to be a horror because horror is just my jam. Like I, anytime I can create a horror story, that's what I want to do. Okay. So I'm like, okay, a horror story that's, that, that, that centers around wine and that includes the god of wine and what would that look like and from there i just thought about how okay um the best way to uh, some of the best horror stories always revolves around like a group of people a certain group of people so i went to like you know the family having a family that it's in this business this winery business and having them connected intimately to Dionysus and that they're dependent upon him for uh basically how they make money how they live and then uh I mean so you know I'm way into like philosophy and religion and stuff like that and so I'm like well I mean this is perfect like this is a religion and this used to be a religion people used to worship Dionysus right all the Greek gods within the pantheon so I'm like, okay, what would this look like? And I wanted it to be dark. I wanted it to be moody, broody. I wanted to just really have a lot of, uh, of atmosphere, of at atmosphere to it, um, almost palpable. And that's how the vineyard came to be. I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. Thank you. I like it too. I like it too. So, how many? <laughs> How far are you going to take the story? Is this like just going to be like a short series that it's going to be something that's ongoing as a comic series? This is a limited series. Uh, we have four issues. Um, as you know, you'll, you'll get a... So a part of my pitch was, um, it, you know, I, I included a reference to um, the 
Haunting of Hill House. Okay. On Netflix. So like, you know, the story is kind of built to be like this, you know, you're you're coming in and you're and you're gonna travel with these characters and you're gonna find out everything about them, you're gonna be invested in them, but it has a beginning and it has an end. Um and so um so it's built like that. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah. Mike Mike Flanagan, who does one thing Hell House and Audio is great. Like he did Midnight Mass. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, that. Midnight Mass is great. It's great. Like I, I love what Mike Flanagan does. I love how he sets up his miniseries. Um, and I love that format. And I just, you know, Hill House and uh Midnight Mass is is oh, it's brilliant to me. So it's kind of modeled after that. Okay. Yeah, I like that a lot. Let me ask you a question. Yes, yeah. a, a completely selfish question of mine. Go for it. Because a friend of mine did it, and it came out amazing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about taking some of your works and turning them into audio dramas? I haven't. I have not. Um, I am interested in in dabbling in adaptations um and i'm open to that like i i I know that um i actually just um i guess it's fulfilling i would just i actually just like the backer kit thing so i just did my backer kit for um madeline's um steampunk book like um she she does a steampunk book uh, that's it. That's huge. It's huge. Um, Boston metaphysical, and like she's now transitioned into, um, like she she created an audio book now. Like she has like multiple volumes of her story, but she's now done an audio book. And I noticed that this other it's called A Few and a Curse that that does them very well on Kickstarter. Um, he just did an audio book as well. So I think it's like it's becoming a thing and uh, more so with independent creators. So I would be open to it. Um, I just haven't really given it a whole lot of thought of, of how and what and how I want to go about doing it yet. But uh, I, I asked this because a friend of mine, Crystal Storm, mm-hmm. she did one She because she wrote a book like audio, like a, she wrote a fan book, fan fiction of our Star Wars. Oh, it's called Star Wars Legacy. And she turn it into an audio drama. Oh, wow. It blew up. It's amazing. Star Wars Legacy. Yes, you definitely should check it out. Write that down. It's really good. All right, Star Wars Legacy. It's called, let me give you the correct name of it. I don't want to mess this up. But it's really good. It's called... Okay. It's called Legacy of Star Wars Audio Drama. Okay. Definitely check it out. But I say that because your stuff seems like it would fit in that medium really well and translate well into audio dramas and even TV shows for that matter. Well, thank you. I I, I definitely appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want that, right? So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's about storytelling. It's about growth and, uh, and I, I'm I'm 100 on the 
Uh, I mean, to throw out a hip hop reference, I'm 100 on the Nas Jay Z mindset. Let I'm let's build this thing out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because what because her hers is one of my favorite things I've ever listened to. Okay, and when I, I heard, heard it, it I'm gonna listen. And when I heard it, I was like, damn, Black Cotton would probably be really good like this. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's funny you say that because Patrick and I were just having a conversation today. And you know we're, we're we're always just just building this building, and we like walked out our 2023 plan, and and part of the execution of that plan, and we get to the end of that plan, you know, is actually moving into um, ourselves, moving into um, doing some different media adaptations on our own that we have in mind. So it's very interesting that you say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm really going to think about that because. Um, that might could be something that can happen sooner rather than later. So yeah, I, I think yeah. It's, I think it'd be something cool that you should probably look into. I think it's that'd be dope, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good thinking. I got I'm it down. Bro. I got it down. Yeah, I'm taking notes. <laughs> taking notes. So so for the audience, what's some other things that you're working on that we could talk about? That, um, um, so I'm um I'm working on another book. I mean, I can't make any um. I can't say anything about it, but I'm working on another book with Aftershock. Um, How do you like work with Aftershock? Oh, I love Aftershock. Aftershock is, like, they're really dope. There's no other way to put it. They are dope, like, from top to bottom. Like, I, like I, I've i loved having conversations with them on Zoom, like, from the president. Like, we're, you know, we're just, just, just talking and laughing and joking. It's just, it's just good energy, man. And the way they handle businesses is... Yeah, I mean it's it's dope. So um as, as long as they want me around, I'm I'm gonna be around for sure. Um and on a you know, on the business side of things, like I like there's like their setup, you know, we're 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 business partners. Uh, like we're in this together, you know, it's 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 creator owned and 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 they're they're my partners and they're they're invested in um and the story that I'm telling with them. Uh, so I love, I love that part about it. Like, it's not, um, it's not just, well, let me bring you this book and you put it out, or it's not just, well, this is your IP, let me write it. It's, it's okay, you're the creator. Um, like, here's your voice. And, uh, and that was another thing, like, you know, them helping me to find my voice or, you know, with them, which is a different thing for me in my voice, just with Black Cotton or me with my voice, you know, with freelance, you know, it was really a challenge coming up with the right pitch um, and refining the right pitch for the right story to have my voice with them, which really helped me to grow as a creator. Uh, so it's a whole investment thing that, that I really have gotten from them. And so I, you know, I just really salute them. Um, and I've been fortunate, you know, to work with two really great publishers that I feel like that have really helped to grow me as a person and as a writer, as an editor, as a creator. And that's Aftershock and, 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 and Mad Cave have really uh, been integral in my growth as as an overall comic book person. If that makes yeah, sense. I, th I think that's really cool. You know, I love the Mad Caves down here, by the way. Yeah. 
Mad Cave is it, yeah. Mad Cave so dope, so dope. I'm looking forward to. I'm I'm, I'm going to NYCC, and it's, it's going to be my first time actually really meeting them face to face. Oh, so, what, what, when will yeah. this be? Uh huh. How 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 soon will this be? Um, in two weeks. So the uh, New York Comic Con is like in two weeks, and so we're all supposed to like you know they're going to be there, I'm gonna be there, and you know we're all supposed to link up finally. Well, that's know, gonna be cool. Been, it's been like four or five years, I think, that I've been working wow. with them. And we've never really been in person. So this one be really cool. And I'm linking up with um uh the Nottingham team. Like so oh yeah yeah so I'm the series I'm the series editor and so like we've had Zooms and you know we're just real cool and tight. So this is gonna be the first time that we're gonna get bourbons together and we're gonna drink bourbons together. And it's <laughs> that gonna sounds be awesome. Fun. Oh it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm definitely looking forward. Definitely looking forward to it. That really sounds oh, fun. Yeah. So, l- l- let me ask you this: Since you mentioned New York Comic Con, uh-huh. who are some of your dream collaborators you want to work with? See, the thing about this is, if I say some names, I'm gonna leave some names off. So here's, let me see. I mean, man, dream collaborators. I, I'll, I'll say okay. That. Well, here's one I will say. Okay. Here's what I will say. So if we're going to work artists, I will say this. And I've already said his name, <clears throat> Carrie Randolph. I want to work with Carrie Randolph. I, I am like, like, I am such a huge fan of his art. Like, excellence. Look. Look, look. Excellence. Like, I went on Kickstarter and I spent a hundred some dollars getting Ooh. this excellent book. That and, looks so good. Oh my goodness. It's, I haven't even opened it yet. I just pulled off the wrapper maybe like two weeks ago and I got it back like four or five months ago. And I, and I haven't even opened it. It's just, I just wanted to have it because like what Brandon Thomas and what Carrie Randolph did with excellence, it's like, it's, it's cream of the crop for me. And I want more excellence. I don't know where it's at right now, <laughs> but I want more excellence and I would love to work with Karen Randolph. Love to work with him. I, I appreciate yeah. that you being a comic book creator also fans out over comic book creators and comic book artists just like we do. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, oh, definitely. when it comes to writing, let me meet Rodney Barnes. That's all <laughs> I want to meet Rodney Barnes. That's what I want to meet. Yeah. Like, like, he just seems like he's cool, but like his writing, what he puts out, uh, like how prolific he is with his writing and what he's doing. Uh, yeah, so it's like yeah. Rodney Barnes, Terry Randolph. There we go. Well, let me say it now on the podcast before, before he kills me. Happy birthday, Rodney Barnes. I think it was a couple days ago. Yep, it sure was. Yeah, sure was. Yep. I told him happy birthday too. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the coolest thing because, and, and like it blew my mind because like when Black Cotton came out, like we had a whole short Twitter conversation and he was like, you know, I like your book. What? <laughs> <laughs> you like, yeah. oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, it was a whole fanboy moment. And I, I don't have it. a whole lot of fanboy moments. Like I have my people. Like, like I, I respect, uh, you know, and, and I, and I look at people, I'm like, man, yo, dope. That, like cool respect. You know, I respect a bunch of creators. But I have like certain few that I'm, I'm like, ah, and Ronnie Barnes is one of them. I'm like, ah, that's so dope. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's really cool what he's doing. It's like, yeah, I mention people all the time. Like, yeah, that's a, I said in a joke. Well, like that's a Delvin Cox Experience alumni. He's been on here like <laughs> three times already, and they're like, are you asking? Like, yes, yes, and like, um, he's like right in winning time. That's the thing. It's like he's like he's in winning time. A huge show, HBO, great show. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing, yo. That's amazing. Exactly. And I, and when I talked to him, he was. Writing Falcon. <laughs> That's what he was writing. Mm-hmm. And now look at all the stuff he's doing. Like the Wu, he's added so much to the culture. Yeah. Whether it's the Wu Tang series, whether it's Winning Time, I think he's working on a Tiger Woods series too. Yeah, he also got a. Um, it was a novel that he is on to adapt to. I can't think of the name of it, but he's supposed to adapt the novel into a screenplay as well. So he, I mean, he's massively busy. And I respect his workload. Like how he manages all of that is just, I mean, it's like, I, I, I am like, okay, how is he doing this? Like, okay. Yeah. Like, and this is coming from somebody who does like four or five comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm eyeing him. I'm like, wait a second. He, he, he's doing screenplays and film. Well, how is he doing that too? I don't, I need to understand. I need to talk to you. I need to. I need to be in your mentorship here to understand how you do all of this great stuff. I need to know. Yeah. I need knowledge. Definitely. Knowledge. That's what I need. <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, he's definitely dope. So, yeah. what does the future, where does the future lie for Brian Hawkins? What you got next planned up? Uh, well, I just finished yesterday. Um, and I can't, I can't announce a publisher, but um, a hundred and 86 page young adult graphic novel i just finished it i'm getting some amazing art from um ignacio um ignacio um i'm a butcher's name i never said i never said his name out loud his last name de megaleo i believe ignacio that sounds right yeah, um, but he is a phenomenal artist. He's a, a phenomenal person. He and I have had some great, great conversations, and we have just vibed. Um, and so I'm, 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 I'm partnered up with him on this YA graphic novel that he's just begging out. Um, that's going to be released most likely sometime in October. Um, nope. So that that the, the announcement will will come in between that between now and October, I guess. Um in addition to that, uh I'm doing the other aftershock book, um, which should come which should probably come out 2023. Hasn't been an announcement on that, so I can only say that much. Um and I'm actually working, I'm at the end of right now, I'm working on an indie film script um that I that I was contracted to write through Upwork. Like I'm, Whoa, that's yeah, cool. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm freelancing on Upwork, you know, Upwork in my jam. Upwork um, is like where, you know, I started freelancing at. Upwork is where I actually met Madcake, believe it or not. That's how wow. we got connected. Um, so I'm still, I'm still doing freelance on Upwork and I got a, um, I'm like, I'm a month and a half into writing this screenplay for this um this 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 indie film group and I'm supposed to finish that up in the next two weeks. So um yeah yeah and from there I got a couple pitches in certain places and 
if that manifests we got the black cotton volume two coming on the kickstarter along with the volume one yep. um and i have not said this before out loud but i am so excited about this um in 2023 this artist um i got to work with on a uh on a kid's book that we did through um oh jollyfish press i got to work with this phenomenal artist named anthony Pugh. Uh, based out of New York, uh, he and I have linked up a few times and talked, and we have um, a creator-owned project that we're going to come out with uh, in January 2023 that's going to be an ongoing Kickstarter book that we're going to release directly through my imprint Gnosis. That so, sounds dope. So, uh, oh, man, let I mean... I'm going to tell you what the title is. I'm going to tell you what the title is. And this is the first time. It's called Messiah and the End of All Things. And and basically, I mean, I'm going to say it to you, but it's it's, 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 uh, uh, a self-proclaimed rapper, uh, excuse me, a former rapper who has self-proclaimed himself as as God is humanity's only hope of surviving an interdimensional alien invasion that sounds dope that sounds right up my alley yeah so a sci-fi 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 horror adventure so i like it um we haven't officially announced it but there you go that's what's going to be about and uh we are so excited about it he already sent over some 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 concept work and oh man he's on it already that sounds sounds awesome yeah yeah i might link up with him um in New York, hopefully, like you know, just you know, to try good. to grab a drink or some coffee or something. Cool, that sounds yeah. dope. All right. One more question for you. Yeah, yeah. It's a selfish question, but I feel like I can ask it, my boy. Go ahead, go ahead. Of course, you are a horror fan. Oh yes, I am. In a few weeks, I guess the end of the month, next month, obviously, I am doing my annual Halloween special. Oh, say no so, more. So, yes. Say no more. Are you going to be willing to come on in a couple of weeks so we can record your part of the Halloween special so we can start? Say no more. I am there. <laughs> awesome. You, you got it, bro. You got Definitely. it. Say no more. Yes. Perfect. I'm there. Thank you what? for asking me. Oh, no problem, bro. You know you're my man. Got to ask you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I got you for sure. Let them know where to find you at, Brian. All right, all right. So I am very active on Twitter, y'all. I am Brian L. Hawkins at Brian L. Hawkins. Um, every other space, IG, Facebook. Um, I am Brian Hawkins Writes. And on the website, Brian com, and uh Substack. Brian Hawkins Writes dot Substack.com. There you go. There you go. I, I I try to make it easy. I try. And everybody go check out Black Cotton. Black Cotton books series. No, October twenty fourth is the Kickstarter date. Um, so you know, look for Volume Two, Issue One, special special Kickstarter edition. Um, and we're also going to have a special hardcover Volume One with our first spinoff series. So dope. Definitely check that out. Please, please. Thank you for coming on, Brian. Thanks for having me, bro. I can't wait for that horror joint. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. As always, Delva Cox Experience, we are out. Peace. Out.